Hello, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Brian the Boom Corgan, joined as always by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo. Hello. And our silent producer, Brendan Pika. Welcome He's in there. for our QB cage match episode. Oh, I'm dropping that on Andrew. That was a surprise. This is a cage like match it. episode for a couple of reasons. One is it sounds cooler than a duel. It and sounds two, way better than a duel. <laughs> Andrew, you and I broke down our top 20 rankings for each position, and we figured out what players we differ the most on. So we are essentially going to lay down our position on how we feel about a player, make our mm-hmm. case, uh, which is essentially a cage match. Two opinions enter, one opinion leaves. Yep. I'm pretty excited about this series. We're going to have four episodes, four cage match episodes. And mm-hmm. this being the first will be the QB cage match. So, Andrew, not a whole ton of news going on in the real NFL. So I think we can just jump right into it. Aaron Rodgers watch still with the Packers. And yeah, hard knocks. Ooh, hard knocks it. is with the Cowboys. D- Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they, they. I feel like there's like five better teams. Like it, no, it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's going to be awesome, but I'd rather see, like, I don't know, like Cleveland would you. be really fun. Gosh, you're so spoiled. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland starting, would be fun. Starting out rough, Buffalo. Andrew. I want to I hit you already. There's better teams. Dallas oh, okay. Cowboys <sighs> has had hard knocks recently. Okay, first off, like, there's a yeah. special, like, yeah. scoring system. Like, if you have worse than a certain score... Or if you're better than a certain record, you can't be on hard knocks. Then you can't be so the hard fact knocks. That you Chicago Buffalo means that you are ignorant. Chicago would be nice. They suck, care. but there's a they, lot of touchy points there. That's and true. It, they That's did. True. That we can both agree that they suck. Yeah. We'll settle on that. All right. Let's together. move. Moving on. So our top yep. differences in QBs. Andrew, it looks like there's five players that are rank rankings vary five. a little bit for. Yep, five in each. Let's Let's start with Matt Ryan. So, yeah. Andrew, you have him ranked number 14. Yes. I have him ranked number 20. So, you know, six wow. spots, nothing too major, but I'm very interested. Andrew, break down your argument for Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan finished as a quarterback 12 last year, and that was mostly without Julio. Oh, man. He, you say mostly is, without Julio? I mean, I would say without a good Julio Jones. Okay. Okay. Because he did not do well last season in Atlanta. Uh, he led the league in pass completions for two straight years in a row. So, you know, he throws the ball a lot and that's not going to stop. He's had a rough, he had a rough previous season last year when it comes to passing touchdowns, only 26, but I think we're going to see some more positive regression with him this season. That number is going to bump up to, uh, I, I'm not going to say anything, crazy like 40 plus but i think a low 30s uh is not out of the question for matt ryan he is going to have those few weeks where he finishes as a quarterback one but he's mainly going to be a solid quarterback two he's still got the talent with calvin ridley and kyle pitts he's on a team that is going to need to throw the ball a lot because they're playing the bucks twice a year the saints twice a year and the panthers twice a year And I think all of those teams are better than the Atlanta Falcons. So he's also got Kyle Pitts, which I think is a great addition. We both love Kyle Pitts. We both have him pretty high uh, in our rankings. We'll definitely go over him in the tight end episode. But 
He still has weapons. Even without Julio Jones, he still has weapons to throw to. The run game is still garbage in Atlanta. So it's really a volume-based ranking. If you're going to throw the ball that many times each season, it is going to correlate to fantasy points. He does turn over the ball a lot, but he also throws the ball a ton. So that's my case for Matt Ryan. I think a, a 12 through 15 is a reasonable ranking for Matt Ryan. Uh, and 20 is just way too low. Man, you know, I, I hear you. So let me start yeah. with that. There's a lot of pros with Matt Ryan. Um, you know, still has Calvin Ridley. Kyle Pitts, yep. an unknown, but we expect to make a seamless transition to the NFL. Russell Gage is a more than competent receiver who is also there. Sure. Mike Davis has proven he can receive the ball as a running back. Uh, and a terrible defense. You know, typically these things are a recipe for success. I come from it. Uh, I come from an approach. Matt Ryan has never really played without Julio Jones leading the team. Even when Julio Jones is, is not at 100%, he's still better than almost everybody out there. I think there's a legit case to be made. Julio Jones is one of the best receivers to ever play the game. So yeah, Matt Ryan not having Julio. Calvin Ridley, you know, we've seen him play games kind of as the de facto one because of Julio injury, whether being in the game or without. But that's a big if. That's a pretty big question mark, having Ridley be the de facto number one. I mean, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones is very different than Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage. Granted, Kyle Pitts is now there, but he's a rookie and he's a rookie tight end. So, I'm not saying I expect Kyle Pitts to be bad, but there is a huge learning curve for Kyle Pitts and everything would have to go pretty much perfect for him to be, you know, a game changer in his rookie season as a tight end. Can he do it? Absolutely. You know, I think he is a generational prospect. However, a lot of things have to break right for that to happen. So there's a lot of change, a lot of upheaval. And I'm concerned uh, for how this how this team moves forward. You know, Matt Ryan typically yo-yos every other year. Uh, and his finish of 12 last season, I would kind of expect that to be his ceiling this year. Uh, I just really don't I, see I a path for him to be extraordinary. He doesn't rush the ball at all. I don't think those huge high-flying games are going to be as frequent this season. He's another year older. And I'm not going to say he's losing a step. But he doesn't seem to have quite the same, same amount of zest that he used to have. Now, mm-hmm. that might be unfair, but I think, it, I think it translates. You know, there doesn't seem to be that fire that he used to have uh, back when he was a fantasy force. So, I mean, we're not talking about a high investment. You have him at 14. I have him at 20. There's just 19 other quarterbacks I would rather take a shot on. You know, I have Kirk Cousins at okay. 17. You know, I would rather have Kirk Cousins than Matt Ryan this season. Um, you know, I just, yeah. uh, you know, another example, another play we're going to talk about, I have Taysom Hill higher than Matt Ryan. That's, that's and, crazy. Right? And we'll get into it. Uh, but yeah. you know, I think there's a legit case to be made. So if Brendan was, was able to speak, he would definitely rule in favor of me. Matt Ryan ranks 20 <laughs> is the exact right opinion. It's uh, 20 is just too too low for me i'm like sorry man i can just name 19 low. players i enjoy i think have a higher upside that's, 
That's crazy. Agree that to disagree. Crazy. All right. <laughs> Here's Moving another on. one. And this one's pretty saucy. Lamar Jackson, uh-huh. a polarizing fantasy prospect. There's a difference of four spots. Uh, I have him at number four overall. Andrew, you have him at number eight overall. Uh, we've seen Lamar Jackson break fantasy football. Uh, two years ago, he was just an absolute. He was worth the number one overall pick. His rushing revolutionized the sport. It revolutionized fantasy football. Uh, and he was basically a cheat code. I mean, he was he was playing on a different level. Last season, it was very different. He started out very average. He was more towards a back-end QB1. So not a completely sunk investment, but whatever you spent on him, you were not getting that return on investment. Oh, However, no. he ended the season the last season on fire. I mean, he was an absolute game win- or league winner at the second half of last season. And I think that's the Lamar Jackson that we're going to see. I mean, it seemed that the first chunk of the season, they were trying to try to make him something he wasn't, you know, trying to make him take a step forward as a passer. I think they know what they have, and I think they're building this team a little differently to let Lamar Jackson do what he does. So when I rank him at number four, it is respecting the almighty rushing yard. We've seen you know, countless quarterbacks just explode because of their rushing cam Newton, RG three Lamar Jackson, you know, that's a pretty sad list of careers, but we've seen magical fantasy seasons. So I think Lamar Jackson still has it still has that speed, that quickness, that twitch uh, in this. And this is a team that rushes more than anybody else in the league. I think that really is an advantage for Lamar Jackson. The O line is still stupendous. The offense got better by adding Sammy Watkins, Richard Bateman, Marquise, or, uh, yeah, Marquise Brown. Another yeah, Marquise year. Marquise Brown's still there. Yeah. Yep. Still there. Mark Andrews. Don't like it. So when he passes it, he should have options and he should have more talent there. However, this team is going to run through the running of Lamar Jackson. That's how they want to win. Good defense, tough to stop offense. Lamar Jackson's focal point, rushing yards are king. Bada bing, bada boom. Lamar Jackson, top five. Quick and easy. Okay. Top five is just Step out of the question. on me. It's just out of the question. No way Lamar Jackson is going to finish in the top five. There are seven better quarterbacks than Lamar Jackson this year. That's why I have him ranked at number eight. Here's why. Last year, like you said, not as great compared to his, I guess, MVP season. He finished as the quarterback 10 last year. Um, which I, I would say is towards the the lower end of his, I, I guess, performance. I think that 10 is about his floor. Uh, he had only one game. I, I, the passing yards is the problem that I have yeah. with him. He had only one game with over 250 passing yards. You compare that to another quarterback who runs the ball just as much as Lamar Jackson, let's say Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray had seven games with over 250 passing yards. That's, to me, a difference in a tier difference in performance. Kyler Murray can throw the ball a lot and run the ball a lot when Lamar Jackson can just run the ball a lot. So in order for Lamar Jackson to get that top five rank, he needs to step up his passing game. So I'm not going to put it in there until I am confident that he is going to perform better than he did last year now you did talk about the end of the season that worked out really well 
right? The last five games of the season, he didn't finish below a quarterback 11 ranking. So he was the quarter. He was a quarterback one for the last five weeks. He averaged the quarterback six through those five weeks. So it's kind of funny. It's right in the middle of, of our mm-hmm. rankings there. You have him four. I have him eight. But to me, that if that's his best performances and he finished sixth, it's, it's, not unreasonable to predict he's going to finish around that eighth position because I don't think he's going to perform like he did those last five weeks every single game of next season. The weapons are another issue. I mean, you listed them and they're capable receivers, but I mean, there's no there's no wide receiver one on that team. Watkins, I know you love him, but (laughs) (laughs) don't put evil on me. We know he's going to have a great week one because Sammy Watkins always has a great week one and then everybody picks him up during uh, during waivers and then he doesn't do anything the rest of the season. Marquise Brown is, I, I, I might say, a one-trick pony. Really, he just he doesn't do a lot for me. And Rashad Bateman, I love the guy, but he's a rookie. We don't know what to expect out of him. I could be wrong, and Lamar Jackson could improve his throwing and Rashad Bateman could be that just beast wide receiver one. But that is a big risk, a big risk, which I'm uh, for a, a, I guess, higher and a more expensive quarterback. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to risk putting him in my top five because that's just, to me, his peak. So uh, I think an eight is the most reasonable when you take into account having good weeks, having bad weeks. His ceiling is, I guess, the quarterback one, but it's just not going to happen. He just doesn't have the weapons and, I guess, just the the ability this season to finish in that position. So still love the guy. Think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback this season. I'm definitely not taking him at his ADP, but he should have a good season. Just not great. Similar to last season. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly avoiding him as well. Um, yeah. However, I think he does have a pretty clear path to being a, a top flight quarterback. Rushing is just overpowered. And you're right. I mean, Kyler Murray does pass it better, but Jackson mm-hmm. runs better than Murray, in my opinion. He does. Um, he does. And I it's... do have Murray ranked higher, so I don't disagree with you. I think there is that tear yep. break. But uh, interesting. Well. We've seen Jackson finish as a number one. We have yet to see that with Kyler Murray. We'll see. I got him as I got him as my number one this season. It looks like you have him as your number two. So yeah, yeah, he could do I'll it. Expect some he could do good it. Things. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the perennial fan favorite, Kirk yeah. Cousins. Here we go. Um, you know, no shock. You love him. No surprise. You have him ranked yeah, I number say thirteen. I, love him. <laughs> I have him ranked number seventeen. You know, it's Kirk Cousins. He's he's vanilla ice cream. He is just the he is tapioca pudding. He's the green mill of the <laughs> restaurant world. Oh my god, so accurate. Yeah, he just, does what's asked eh, of him. You know, is fine. he going to blow you away? No, but he'll get the job done. If you go <laughs> into a green really mill hungry, expectations. you will yeah. leave not hungry. Will yep. be the best meal of your life. Boom. Only if you've never eaten out before. Um, 
you know, I, I'll leave it down to this. You know, we saw a, a great, great performance last season from Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson, um, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook all showed their receiving chops. This is what gives me concern. They were extraordinarily pass happy last season. There was a ridiculous amount of attempts made by Kirk. And even mm-hmm. in that bizarre situation where there was that heightened need for Kirk, he still almost never finished inside the top 12. Oh, no, <laughs> he yeah, always has bad weeks as well. Yeah. Yeah. He flirted with that, that top 12 range. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, the Vikings defense was horrendous. That's not normal for a Mike Zimmer team. They've made a number of improvements uh, on the Vikings defensive front uh, to make sure that that doesn't happen again. This, this team does not want that to be their identity. So Justin, that's the same reason I expect Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen to take a step back from what they were last yep. season. I think and we're both unfor- on the same page there. What? I think we're, we're both on the same page in terms of the offense passing offense step right and and andrew you might have this available how did kirk what did kirk cousins finish as last season so kirk cousins finishes the quarterback 11 in a four point uh quarterback half point ppr league yeah and with a a big step back i think he goes to 17 you think he takes a Mm -hmm. small step backwards to number 13 i expect a big step back you know this I, i don't think kirk cousins is the vikings future they're going to want to pull a Justin Fields situation very soon. Uh, as soon as as soon as his contract is up, Cousins is out of there. He's his oh, upside's he's done, yeah. capped. Um, mm-hmm. You know they know what they have. They don't want Cousins to win games for them. So improved defense, less need for Cousins to ball out. I think results in a major step back for Mansoor Cousins. Yeah, it it really just comes down to how far back he's going to step. I think we both agree. I, I mean, your points are valid. I mean, they're basically facts at this point. I completely agree with every point that you said. I just don't think it's going to be as big of a step back. I think a, a, a couple positions back is, is fair. He still has top weapons in Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's a red zone machine. Uh, but this offense is going to be around Delvin Cook. It, it really is just coming down to I, I know what I'm expecting out of Kirk Cousins, and what I'm expecting is a higher-end quarterback two. And to me, when I think of a higher-end quarterback two, that's the 13, 14, 15 range. Now, the reason why I have him at the, I guess, best quarterback two is because I know for a fact that he is going to finish at this position. I just... <laughs> I. I know for a fact that his ceiling is low and his floor is high. Yeah. That's what I know. When you look at the other quarterbacks that I have around these, I guess, around this area, you know, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, there's opportunities for them to finish top 10 and there's opportunities for those players to finish out of the top 20. With Kirk Cousins, besides injury, He's going to be around this 13, 14, 15 range. And that's why I have him at this point, because I know he's just consistently average. So it's it, don't expect 
the career high 35 passing touchdowns like he did last season, but expect a high 20s uh, sort of range. So it, it, it really is like we both kind of have the same opinion on Cousins. He's going to take a step back. It's just how far is he going to is where we have that difference. So I don't have him stepping too far back. You have him, I guess, stepping a, a bigger step back. And I think that might be due to the fact that you think there are other quarterbacks that are going to, I guess, outperform their expectations. So like Carson Wentz and like Trevor Lawrence, who I have listed below Cousins and you have listed above. So, there yeah, we go. well, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Uh, I mm-hmm. obviously think I'm right, uh, and I look forward to rubbing that in your face. Yeah, I'm glad we have documentation of what's <laughs> happening here. And, and I can't wait till we get to the receiver episode because I got a big hot take in there. Oh, so, looking forward it's to it. Going to be documented. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, also in the NFC North, we have Aaron yes. Rodgers. Uh, a, a difference for us here. We both have him top 10. Andrew, you have yep. him all the way up at number five. Mm-hmm. I have him down at number nine. And this is an interesting one because this is pretty near and dear to my heart. I have been a Aaron Rodgers fantasy owner for a very long time. I quite frequently dabble in this particular Packer. And it's been a roller coaster, man. I tell you, the last three or four years, it's been not as consistent as it used to be. And a lot of it comes down to efficiency. We saw two years ago, Aaron Rodgers, he wasn't even rosterable. But that's because so many of the touchdowns went to Aaron Jones and the ground game. Last season, we saw that switch all the way back to only Aaron Rodgers, and he had a career year, which for him mm-hmm. is incredibly impressive. So, you know, I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he is the best quarterback to ever play. Um, now, for Tom Brady apologists, I think Tom Brady is the most accomplished quarterback of all time. He's the GOAT. When it comes to talent, Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is the best quarterback of all time. Anyway. Moving on from that. That's a, sure that's a debate for a different day. People are going to be very mad at that, but I yeah, stand firm. You that's know, I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. You know, Andrew, where did Aaron Rodgers finish last season? Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers finished his quarterback two last season. Quarterback two. Quarterback everything two. broke right. Devontae Adams delivered. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, his efficiency touchdowns was Devontae Adams. off the damn yeah. charts. It was rewriting NFL history. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen consistently, and you can't count on it to happen consistently. You know, I still think if he's on the team, Devontae Adams is still going to be great. But similar to how there was that major regression from Aaron Jones and his ridiculous touchdown season, some of those touchdowns are going to go to AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. You know, that's just that's just how it goes. That's how the cookie crumbles. So reduce that efficiency all of a sudden you're not looking at that bona fide top five. You're looking at that guy who, you know, maybe some weeks kind of lets you down because it was the ground game that delivered. I think that's a situation we're going to run into. I don't think he's going to be the unrosterable quarterback you had two seasons ago, but I also don't think he's going to be the stud you had last season. So I think it's kind of right there in the middle. I think he's more of a back end QB one, someone you will always feel comfortable starting, but, 
I don't think that will frequently give you a QB one week. All right. So when you look at Aaron Rodgers throughout the years, <laughs> right? Okay. Each each season when he was healthy, so we're excluding 2013 and 2017. Each season when he is healthy, the highest position is finished. Obviously, quarterback one. Uh, the lowest he's finished, which was two years ago in 2019, quarterback. 10 now i have him right in the middle at the quarterback five position obviously if aaron Rodgers does play in the packers uniform we will definitely update you on our list uh depending on where aaron Rodgers ends up just really quick yes or yes or no do you think as of right now aaron Rodgers will play for the packers this season yes okay got it so you're above 50 percent on that uh, and, and there's I agree 35 million reasons why. Yes, I agree. Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the Packers uh, this next season. So uh, he's not going to have another. We, we all know he's not going to have another 50 plus total touchdown season like he did last season. 48 of them passing, three of them rushing. That's just insane. But is it really that crazy to think that Rodgers won't have another 40 plus season? in terms of total touchdowns because I think that is definitely in the realm of possibility because it's Aaron Rodgers. If he has a, let's just say he had 43, 44 touchdowns, total touchdowns last season. That's six or seven less. He will still be a top five quarterback in terms of total touchdowns. If you look at the statistics from last season, if you get rid of seven touchdowns that Aaron Rodgers had, he would still be a top five quarterback. That's where I have him ranked for this, this season. I think 40 plus is a possibility. He has, I guess, according to you, the best receiver in the game, according to me, second best in terms of uh, rankings this season. He's got a great just offense in total. The, the one thing that we need to take into account is it's freaking Aaron freaking Rodgers, right? He's one of the best quarterbacks in history. Some people, like yourself, he is the best. So why not another top five finish? I feel like there's so many reasons to argue that he will versus he will not. It's just, if anyone can do it, it's Rodgers. And I know that's a not the best argument because it's not backed up by <laughs> statistics, but I gave you those statistics. I. I like he doesn't finish outside the top 10. He has more finishes in the top five than he does in the lower top 10. So yeah, it's just, uh, I'm not going to say he's going to fall back that far. It's really, I had 40 plus touchdowns around 4,000 passing yards, just like he always does. And he's going to finish around the top five mark. So yeah, it's just, I was I was shocked that you had him at nine. I was I really was. Now, yeah, man. does this does this change? Let's say he goes to uh, Denver. Oh, will shut that change up. your opinion? Shut up! Don't say that to me. I um, <laughs> I know that that's not <laughs> really a possibility anymore. But just to to humor yeah. me, I don't think anything changes. I think I would have him ranked exactly the same. If I he's with a new okay. team, he would. I mean. It'd be a new system. I would yeah, say he plays it a little more safe. 
Yep. And Devonte Adams is better than Sutton and Judy, so I think well, De- Devonte Adams is better than like any other receiver. So yeah, pretty I much. Guess, yeah, he is downgrading his receiving core. So yeah. Anyway, so I would say it would remain go. near the same. We still think it's going to be great. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't get us wrong. You're uh, just on the more pessimistic side. And this is probably the the hottest difference. This is we the have. hottest take. This uh, is Andrew. I have Taysom Hill ranked number eleven. 11. And Andrew, you do not have him ranked in the top 20. No, so, he might not even be in my top 25. He might not right. be top 30. Yeah, no, I get it. Let me lay it out. Uh, this is all speculation. And in fantasy football, it's all about being ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill, we saw last season, when he is the QB, James Winston is not involved. When Taysom Hill is involved, it's a very different offense than the Drew Brees era. Taysom Hill brings a very different element, both in terms of passing and in terms of rushing. I believe in this Saints coaching staff. If they put their faith in Taysom Hill, they will make him successful. He still has Michael Thomas. He still has Alvin Kamara. And Taysom Hill is still a good rusher. So I really think that combination of things you know, gives him an opportunity it is not that hard to be a top 10 quarterback when it comes to fantasy football. I mean, Ex- Kirk Cousins came close last season. Yeah, especially if you rush the ball. That is, that gives you such a high floor in fantasy football. And that's what they're going to do with Taysom Hill. You know, we saw that last season. Taysom Hill was a usable fantasy football option. As stupid as that sounds, that is 100% accurate. I think Adam Troutman, the tight end, takes a big step forward. Michael Thomas, back to full health, should return to some semblance of being an elite wide receiver. I I think those things do wonders for Taysom Hill. His rushing ability is still there. And like I said, rushing quarterbacks are king in fantasy football. Taysom Hill, number 11, I think that's very doable. You can get him for pretty much free. I I think he's kind of that safe late-round QB option. And if by week two, he's just not delivering, cut him and figure something else out. You know, it's a very low, low risk investment with pretty legit upside. Yeah, I will agree with you on the fact that you can get him off of waivers. Like he is a very, very low investment. Like if I'm in a best ball league, I'll take Taysom Hill in the final round just because there is a chance for him to actually do really well. What scares me is, I guess, well, you you talked about how if the Saints utilize Taysom Hill, they can get a lot out of him. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think that they are, Sean Payton's going to look back and say, I want a quarterback that can best replicate Drew Brees because he knows, Sean Payton knows how that offense works with a quarterback that is similar to Drew Drew Brees. Taysom Hill is not that guy. I... (laughs) Strongly, neither is Jameis Winston. Neither is Jameis, but he's he's closer to a Drew Brees than a Taysom Hill is. He is the more traditional quarterback who can throw 500 attempts in a season, like Drew Brees has done in the past. The Taysom Hill is a very good NFL player, and I think the reason why he's good is because he is that Swiss Army man. He's he's the guy that can play running back, receiver, tight end, quarterback. That makes me believe they're still going to utilize him in that fashion. I don't think Taysom Hill is going to be playing quarterback in a full game. I was talking to Brendan about this. We had a great discussion. 
there's there's uh, to us there's no shot that Taysom Hill is going to start and play as quarterback every single game of this season. And I know finishing top 10 as a quarterback is somewhat easy. You need to play majority of the games in order to finish in the top 10. I don't think Taysom Hill is going to be the starting quarterback. And if he is not, yeah, there, there's no way he's going to finish 11th. I, I strongly believe they're going to stick with Jameis Winston. Then he's going to suck. Then they'll go to Taysom Hill for a couple games. Then he's going to suck. Then they're going to go back to Winston. I mean, there, there could be a game or two where they rotate. Taysom Hill for this drive, Jameis Winston for this drive. It's Sean Payton. He's going to think of some weird, annoying way to utilize these guys. I just don't think that he's going to be a good quarterback. Uh, he's very good at rushing, and he, is, he can somewhat pass the ball. But I need a, I'm not confident in his deep ball ability. I know he threw a 50-yarder last season to a wide open receiver, but I'm not confident in his deep ability, which is okay because you have Michael Thomas and his best <laughs> is the slant routes, right? Taysom Hill can throw a slant. But what happens in week two when a defense watches film and goes, okay, well, Taysom Hill is targeting Michael Thomas on the slant 18 times every single game. Shut that down. There you go. Taysom Hill doesn't, he can't throw it to anyone anymore. Because he just can't throw it deep. So the, he's, he's the, I think, the biggest reason why our differences on these quarterbacks are so high because you have them at, in the number 11 spot. Like, it's just, we would be, it would be similar for Kirk Cousins, similar for Taysom Hill, or sorry, excuse me, for Matt Ryan, if you had, if you didn't have Taysom Hill on this list. I just, uh, finishing as a, as a, Almost a, I mean, a quarterback one is essentially what you're saying at the number 11. When he played, he averaged one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown per game with 200 yards passing. That's on a per game basis for the four games that he started last season. That is not quarterback one numbers. So he needs to not only win the starting quarterback spot and do better than he did last season in order for him to finish in that top 12, and I just don't think that's going to happen. I could see him more playing tight end this season than anything. It's going to be He's going to play the same role like he did last season. It's going to be really annoying. He's going to jump around the offense, and Jameis Winston's going to be quarterback. Yeah, man. You know what? I'm not going to sit here and argue Taysom Hill is the best quarterback ever because I'd be lying to you. I think he gets enough done to make a difference. I'd rather have him than Kirk Cousins, assuming he is the starter. We'll see, man. If he gets That's the opportunity, crazy. I think he can make a pretty big difference. But once That's again, crazy. I would not let him be my only option. If I would also draft a backup option like Carson Wentz yeah. or uh, yeah, someone like that, so. just in case. Yep. Pull, parachute in case of emergency. Absolutely. Andrew, that wraps up our differences in this cage match. If Brennan was here, I feel comfortable saying he would side with me. Not, uh, not a taste of it, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, well, everyone, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Mm-hmm. We look forward to bringing you more cage matches. If we can ask a favor, please leave a review on whatever platform it is you choose to listen to us on. It makes a huge difference and spreads the word. Pay attention this offseason in fantasy football. A lot changes. We will bring you 
the up-to-date info and our professional opinions. We'll catch you next time. Have a good one.